Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, he's getting evaluated now. Nothing further. I mean, we just watched a replay. Uh, he, he was going after a dribble and Jordan Poole actually grabbed his knee and yanked it, which kind of triggered whatever happened. So I'm actually going to be very curious to see what happens after that. Now back to 95-7, the game. <laughs> Sterling producing his you-know-what off to the... It is Shamari Block and Dan Avone. That was Taylor Jenkins from last night when asked about the Ja Moran injury. Once again, according to Anthony Slater, there will be no penalty that will be handed down and or issued to Ja Morant. No flagrant ones, no flagrant twos. The origin of that injury remains to be somewhat skewed or debated at this point. A lot, a lot of people believe it's it's the closeout on Clay, which I would tend to agree with. And I think you just need to move on, and especially if the NBA is perusing and going through this tape as they do with a fine-tooth comb. There's nothing here. Nothing to see here, yeah, fellas. So, Let's move on. Wait, wait. So, so you know they have like a public apology. Instead of a public apology, they need to like publicly be like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Like I want NBA Twitter to say, Taylor Jenkins, what you talking about, partner? <laughs> Your guy injured his thing running into clay. By the way, Dallas and Phoenix update. Dallas is now about 90 seconds away from evening that series with the Phoenix Suns at two apiece. So the Golden State Warriors up 2-1. Golden opportunity now to go up 3-1. Once again, if you're just joining us, the breaking news this afternoon coming down about 45 minutes ago is that John Morant, although not officially ruled out, most likely will not play in tomorrow's game four for the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, I love the, the Taylor Jenkins there's probably a really good chance he won't play. There's probably a pretty good chance he won't play tomorrow. Way to be evasive. Let's get out <laughs> to the phone lines. And hanging out is uh, we'll get to our man coming up in just a bit. But I do want to mention once again, that's sort of you know, not to skim over, but I think it flew over your head that the chance that Dallas now is just, they're now seconds away from going up, uh, or not going up, but tying that series of two apiece. That's... Wait, That's wait, wait, significant wait. if you're talking about rest for that next lo- next round should the Warriors get there. Hey, and and rest, you got rest, you got rest, man. And when you are an older team like the Warriors yeah. are, every every second of rest you can get that's that much more important. All right, back out to the phone lines and Jay's hanging out and wants to talk about the injury to John ja Morant. What's going on, Jay? How are you today? Um, well, fellas, just yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page, right? It was it was a go up with Clay. Where they they banged together knees that and JP uh, was literally grabbing for the ball and that's like a cop out like a way out that 
that John Moran can get out of game four, like you guys are mentioning. I think that's just my take. But another question I wanted to that's ask. Exactly, exactly. Sorry. Who do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think um, Do you think that uh, Dallas or Phoenix is more of a uh, potential, like, you know, scary matchup for the Warriors to come up? I mean, I've heard, too, that Phoenix has the most complete, rounded team, like, like top to bottom. So I would imagine it'd be Phoenix. But Dallas has, I mean, Luka is, He's special, man. The way he's out there attacking Phoenix, you can see that it works. They got a good acquisition over there from uh, Brooklyn, I believe. Right? They got Dimwitty and somebody. Was it from Dallas? Was it from Brooklyn or somewhere else? They got them. Yeah, they got Dimwitty, and and they got rid. <laughs> they got rid of Porzingis. With them, to be honest, that that kind of probably was the thing they did the most to make themselves better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. See. I they, okay. So the Warriors just beat a one-man team pretty easily, right? In in the Denver Nuggets, so I like the recipe that they use on Jokic, on Luca. It's pretty much a one-man team. Yeah, exactly, they're taking right? on right now, not just Jokic, but now yeah. it's a John Morant one-man team. Yeah, right. Um, while Phoenix has a lot of dudes, right? I, something about Phoenix, something about the the the, the intangibles that I, I feel like Phoenix. For all of their talent and for all of their experience and for all of their their um, success they've had this season and last season going to the finals, right? Like I feel like Phoenix is like a pretty boy, man. And if you mark his face up, he's gonna he's gonna fold, right? He's gonna fold. He's not gonna want to fight back. And I feel like Phoenix is a team that, who that you could take the heart out of. And I don't feel that way about Dallas. So while logically, yeah, you probably would prefer to play Dallas, I feel like if you can get out there in Phoenix, man, you you can take their heart away and and have an easy three-game stretch once you do that. Let's get out to San Jose, and Joe wants to get in on the conversation and talk about Warriors Grizz. What's up, Joe? How are you, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Mother's Day? Hey, what I'm talking about is is Jordan Poole can grab a man's knee and just Move the kneecap or move the ligaments around. That that super strength. Super. He's about what? Maybe 180 pounds. He ain't that strong. And number two, number two, anybody that there's no one on this planet that can beat this team if they're shooting 70 percent, 65 percent. The whole team last night balled. Period. Yeah, I'm gonna say that any NBA team that shoots 60% from the field and 50% from three is is, is going to win that game, yeah. 60, 50, 90 are the numbers. 60% <laughs> from the floor, better than 50% from three-point territory, and 90% from the free-throw line. That's another thing that we started, because we expect this, but Steph did not miss a free-throw. I know we take it for granted, but it's good to see him going straight up twine music again and him being the old Steph. But the Golden State Warriors, it, it, and that's a good point. I mean, really, when you think about it, because, I mean, we spent, what, about an hour, two hours talking about John Morant and this ridiculous injury. Not that the injury is ridiculous, well, but, but the, the that story. Jordan Poole did something to his knee, which is such a non-starter. Well, There's see, nothing but, there. But that's and what's a, overlooked on all of this is that the Warriors played so well and blew them out and spanked them and took them to school and back and won it by 30 points. And that's overlooked. And maybe that was their intent, that the reason you won is because you played dirty. Come on, man. We need to move on from that. Well, but see, but that's the thing is, is that 
that narrative was started by Taylor Jenkins, by John Morant, and probably by John Morant's like great auntie Clotilde, okay? Like it's just they put this narrative out there. After the game, then the Warriors that they, they put a whooping on, and that's what I'm saying. The 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 over dramatic the over dramaticism of the whole event, it didn't start with John Morant with that stupid Jordan Poole broke the code. It started when John Morant got injured in the third quarter, and then after Jordan Poole touched his knee, then he decided he wanted to go out of the game, and it's like, oh, it's time to leave the game. Do you get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like a yeah, I can't. I, I, while I understand what you're saying, I just can't. I agree. Look, look, I I'm, think I'm we not. both agree that Jordan Poole's ridiculous injury, whatever that that feigning that Jordan Poole hurt me. Jordan Poole had nothing to do with the injury but, but, that he's but, currently but why, sustained. But why leave the game at that point? And then after the game, try to like zero in on Jordan Poole tapping your knee. Like why? Why? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the, the, you're the, trying to find something that you're 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 perpetuating what it is that John Morant's doing. John Morant's trying to make something out of nothing, and you're trying to do the exact same well, thing. Well, no, I'm saying I know I, no, what I'm you're trying to say. There's why. nothing there, though. Yeah, no, but I'm questioning why go that route. And, and, and you well, only do that if you to, to give yourself a cop out. Because if he really exposed when he actually hurt his knee, where he's closing out on Klay Thompson and he goes knee to knee, then, then he does. Then he's not this sympathetic figure that Jordan Poole hurt. You played he's trying to play. Before, right? He's trying if to you, play the victim. You sustain an injury. Adrenaline will keep you in a game, right? And it's something I'm not saying Jordan Poole didn't tweak it or have him do something to it where he's like he revisited the injury. Then he starts genuflecting at the free throw line and then had to come out. The idea that he's that he does. Listen, I know the text line is. <laughs> For whatever reason, man, I had some faith in you people out there. But the more texts I read that you're jumping on board with Shamari, that he, that this is some big conspiracy, he didn't want to play in the game, doesn't want to play in game four. That's not the John Morant that I've witnessed in his brief time he's, in the NBA. He's 22 years old. You don't know what this kid's about, Dan. This is the second and time What have I'm you playoff. seen in his 22 years? And by the way, the series is 2-1. It's not 3-0. And it was 1-1 when he left the game. I mean, this whole idea that... I don't even know why am I entertaining your silliness. This is what I would say, though. Do you think it's important on the part of the the NBA? Because I do. If it is indeed Clay Thompson, and I think we both agree that's the origin of the injury, right? Absolutely. Should that be in some way documented, or can the NBA say, I know they can't, or maybe a medical staff saying this is the – let's just – Let's just provide the evidence that this is the origin of the injury so that we can we can stop all the gray area that this was bad or this is a dirty play on the part of Jordan Poole. Can they just say specifically, this is where he got it? Will we see that in some sort of formal medical report? But see, that's not on the NBA, okay? That, that that's on the that's on the me's and the you's and the other people that got microphones and eyeballs to let everybody know. Wait, no, no, that's that's not what happened. That's not where he got injured. And and then, no, but no, but it's, I guess what I'm saying is to take it out of the you and I conversation. Do you think at some point people are going to want to know from the Memphis Grizzlies and or their medical staff where in the game did he get injured? How do they respond you, to that? You think you think they don't know? You wait. You you think? No, I'm just med- asking medical you, professionals. Oh, Shamari, yeah. relax. Uh-huh. I'm just asking when they're asked that question, how do they respond? So that 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 way they can diffuse this entire sort of Jordan Poole's a bad player. And if it's not them, then can somebody give some sort of an official statement that this is where it happened? I mean, it, it'd have to be Kerr or somebody like that because we've already we've seen. That that Taylor Jenkins, everybody from Taylor well, that was Jenkins down to Josh. After the game, I'm talking about today. 
You know, not not the emotion of. So, so you're saying Taylor Taylor Jenkins already did his press conference today. The game is tomorrow, and he didn't he didn't really. You said he walked back, but he didn't come out and say, "Yeah, Jordan Poole didn't injure Jammer." He didn't say that. No, I'm just curious again whether they're. I don't know whether this happens or not. Does, no, is there a medical will, staff that'll say? This is where the origin of the injury is from. That's all my question. It not, no, the NBA does not employ anybody like that. No, not the NBA. But do you think it's incumbent on the part of the Memphis Grizzlies if they're asked that question in a press conference? Let's say you have a press credential today, and you ask the Memphis Grizzlies, "Can you please tell us where the origin of the injury is?" I'm just curious how they would answer that. That's whether they're the, obligated yeah. to answer it in a certain. Well, way. no, no one, no one. I, I don't think anyone answered that question. Otherwise, we'd have that soundbite. But Anthony Slater of the Bay, Atlanta Bay Area, he was there. He he didn't he didn't tweet it. So, no, they didn't say it. Nobody, and, and to your point, nobody in the press asked, but that's what I'm saying with, with the, the, the the third estate, man, or whatever, the, the fourth branch of government, with the media, the press. It's up to us. It's up to us. Yeah, that that is our job. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not you and I, but definitely, you know, the actual reporters and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm here to start some, start some blank and chew bubblegum, man, and I'm all out of big league chew. The text line is saying that, and this is true, that Morant – uh, he missed games at the end of the season. Of course, this is when they, he went out and they had that 19-2 run, and it was due to that that right knee soreness. So maybe this is something more chronic. And that right, is sort but, of- but but what is Jordan? What is Jordan Poole's little love tap have to? But I'm, that's my point. It's not. It's not that he. It's it, it's it's the timing and the insinuation that Jordan Poole had anything to do with this, which kind of chaps my hide, man. Because it's like, no, he did it. So so why even go there? Why go there? And, and, and the only thing I could think of is that that like he wanted to cop out. Jordan Poole hurt me, and that's why we're not going to win this series because he already knows in his head that this thing okay, is over. Okay, no, wait a minute. Now you're saying two entirely different things. No, no, no. I'm saying the same thing. No, you're saying he doesn't want to play. No, I'm saying that. You I'm said saying, this is his excuse not to play. I and said which is that, calling into character the man. No, no, no. You're calling I, I, into the man's character. Okay, well, listen. I, I said this is this is, this is going to be his excuse. Just like when LeBron came, no, because what was the example I used? When LeBron James came out with the cast on his hand five minutes after the finals was over, after playing six finals games without the cast, like, yeah, my hand's been hurt the whole time. Well, can't believe I toughed it out. But after not wearing a cast for three weeks, I couldn't wait two more minutes to put one on, right? Remember, You remember that? You remember that that moment, right? Yeah, you're like, all this, over the place, so I, I get it. But this he's is not, that. It's this not is that. like he does not want, he didn't, John Moran, if he can play, is going to play basketball. Do we agree? Yes, he is. But but when they don't win the series, he's going to be able to point at Jordan Poole tapping his knee and say, that's where that's where things turn, that's where this series turned, and that's why we didn't win, not because the Warriors are better than us. Okay. Mark, mark my words. All right, well, you might mark be right. Words. That, that I'm and not going to argue. I don't know. Time will tell. I just you know, I, I, I no, got to no. clap back at you when you say that he doesn't want to play and he's looking for an easy way no, out. No, 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 no. Which you I'm, did okay. insinuate. Okay, wait, if I did insinuate that. Yes, you know you did. <laughs> wait, no, if this, I did. You're wait, as bad no. as Taylor Jenkins. No, 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 the seven. 707 insinuated that no, they implied that, and I just, I just, I just put it out there. What I feel like is, is that they, they, they're gonna try to use Jordan Poole as the, as well, that's the, silly as if the, they do. What was it? How silly was it when LeBron came out with the cask on five, cast on five minutes after the finals is over, man? And you know what? If they do sink to that level, who cares if the Warriors smoke them like they did in Game Three? If they come out in Game Four and blow them out. And then this series is over out in Memphis. It doesn't matter what the narrative is. 
I mean, the Warriors are clearly going to be saying Hey, hey Xfinity Mobile text line 925. It's Taylor and Job that created the narrative. It should be on them to clear the air. I, I would agree with that. Now, see, that's the most – that's sort of the answer that I was looking at. and th- That might be one of the most – thought out and thoughtful sort of responses we've seen on that text line, which you read like the Bible, man. You love this thing when it supports everything you have to say. That, that, is, <laughs> that, that sort of gets to what it is that I'm saying. Is it incumbent on them, if they want to come out and say Jordan Poole did this, is it incumbent on them to say, you know, as we looked at it via the tape, the origin of this injury actually happened much sooner than that or earlier in the game when he was closing out and had an awkward knee bang with Clay Thompson. What's up, Sterling? I was just going to say that – Taylor uh, Taylor Jenkins kind of doubled down today in itself. Yes, he said that as of last night, just trying to be a matter of fact here, and this is what Jaw says, what our medical team also says, and what they've been reviewing the play that happened with John Poole, that that's the play in which he got hurt. Mm. So he's saying the medical team is saying this, that Jaw is saying this, and now he's saying it. Like They're tripling down on this thing, saying Jordan Poole hurt John Morant last night. Okay. I- okay, so... so- Jordan Poole's what a buck eighty, soaking wet. Okay, uh, um, even if he balled up his fist and hit John Morant's knee, is that do you can is can that lead to it? Now, 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 causing him some pain because he had already injured it. Now that's one thing. Okay, but that that level of contact, the a, a cupping of the kneecap, and and a little tug. That's that you don't injure people's knee that way, unless I don't know anything. I, I, I've I've had, I've had an ACL uh, torn, I've had a sprained uh, MCL, I, I've, I've had I've had multiple surgeries on my lower body. Okay, six in total. Okay, uh, uh, you don't, you do not injure your knee when someone grabs your kneecap and gives it a good tuck. You I think it's not. interesting if Memphis is saying exclusively that that's how he got hurt. And, and the, that's and, according and to the, the Memphis med- staff. And the medical staff is in on this, though? This, that's ridiculous. Why, yeah. would, why would someone say, why would a medical professional in particular say something so ridiculous? That even the NBA, they looked at the play, Anthony Slater, 45 minutes ago on Twitter, there's not going to be any action taken against Jordan Poole because he didn't do anything wrong. Yet here the whole Memphis organization is, is doubling down. Jordan Poole ruined our season. That's insane. Why? Once again, if you're Why? just joining us, John Morant unlikely to play in game four because of the knee injury he sustained in game three against the Golden State Warriors. And I think – The conversation now is, will there be some sort of disclosure officially as to where and when he hurt the knee? 707, Shamari, would you agree with Ja and Jenkins if they were to blame Jimmy G for Ja's knee? 707, no, but if... If uh, if Jimmy G would have pep- kept the pass a little lower, then then uh, GP two wouldn't definitely wouldn't have got hurt. <laughs> he, he he hung GP two out to dry. Jimmy freaking stinking G. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get out to the phone. Sterling, did I cut you off? Did you have something? All right, let's get out to Miles who's standing by. Miles wants to talk about what's going on with the Warriors and Clay Thompson. What's up, Miles? Welcome aboard. Hi guys, I'm a big fan of the show, and I'm just listening here from Wisconsin. And I was curious what you guys think on if the Warriors somehow don't win this title, do you think they'll try to make any off-season moves and trade like Clay Thompson or anyone else? Thank you guys so much. I don't think Clay Thompson's going anywhere. 
whether or not, depending on how they lose and they revisit, usually you have to give yourself a month or two so that emotion doesn't dictate these sort of decisions. But you just look to improve. And you talked about Wiggins because I, if, if you were to ask me that question going into the series and or the postseason, if there was somebody that might be expendable because of the contract, which makes him that much more difficult to move, it would be Wiggins. We've already heard Wiggins and Gobert being tied together. Utah God. wanted to blow that thing up. Yeah. But I would say Wiggins would be maybe the odd man out there. You're certainly not touching any of the kids, and you're definitely not touching any of the core. Right. And and, and to the further, furthermore, Clay Thompson. But no, by the way, I'm not moving Wiggins now. <laughs> well, well, here, no, listen, Clay Thompson, no trade value. Steph Curry probably has the best trade value. He's not going anywhere. Draymond Green, I don't think that Draymond Green is as, as valuable to any other team as he is to the Dubs, right? So if you trade Draymond, you're not getting you're getting back pennies on the dollar. Now, who can you get something for? Jordan Poole, he's young, he's still under team control, and he's an emerging superstar, right? You you, you don't trade that. Um, By the wow. way, how much is he going to get? You give him the max uh, the, now. You max the that max dude out is now. Thirty. The max is thirty. And you know what? You want know what? Especially when you consider that it, it, you give him four years at thirty or thirty-five. In year four, that 35, in year four of Steph Curry's contract, he's getting 60. So if you can have Jordan Poole for 30-something mil, 34 million a year, four years from now, you oh, you make that. You, you make that move. You do it like that. You do it like that in a snap. So the, the, the funny thing is, is even if they wanted to make a move, they would get pennies back on the dollar for anybody that they'd be willing to trade. Yeah, I, and, and, and 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 let me just say this: No, not not only do you not trade Wig, trade Wiggins, you resign Wiggins, man, and you you go against you you go deeper into the luxury tax to resign Wiggins and to resign Pool because those dudes contribute to winning to winning so champion, back to championship level winning. Yeah. Well, well, let's see, let's see. I mean, if they. They bow out against Memphis or they don't, you know, it depends on how things end. Right now we're sort of basking in the glow of a 30-point win and everybody's about, you know, keep this team intact and let's run it back. Let's just, let's just hold our breath on that for a little bit, or at, least for, you know, at least for a series. But are you insinuating that right now you've got everything in-house that you don't necessarily need well, to? No, no, not that you don't, not that you can't, not that you don't need have other needs. It's that in order to do anything significant, it'd have to be through trade because you can't just, uh, just because you get what about Andrew Rudy Wiggins Gobert money off the books. Huh? Rudy Gobert coming to the Warriors. For who? I, I'd, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Wiggins. I'd rather have well, Wiggins Poole. has got to go. I mean, if you yeah, no, that's Jordan what I'm Poole. saying. I mean, if I if, mean, if, if, me, if we can add him to this roster, vet men, sure. But I'm not. There's no He's a one on, player. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. There's no one on this team that I'm giving up for Rudy stinking Gobert. Like no one, no one, not even <laughs> Wiseman. The problem with it, listen, he can be good. He's a defensive player of the year. I'm just so tired of having these guys that are good on one end of the floor. Like Rudy Gobert at time, and there's times you got to take him off the floor too. Like this Memphis series, I don't know what he can do for you because he can get abused because he can't extend. But Rudy Gobert is a good defensive player. But I'm so tired. I mean, is there not a player that gets a two-way big that is a guy that can give you defense, but you don't have to compensate or compromise with the fact that he can't give you any offense? Like, okay, Rudy, good block shot. Now we're on offense. Go stand in the corner because we obviously know that you're not going to give us anything on the offensive end. Much like that of Kevon Looney, much like that of Draymond Green. 
you know where I'm going with this, which is one of the reasons why you cannot pull the rug underneath this guy and or shut the door prematurely, is James Weissman. <laughs> he potentially can give you defense, but then when you get to the offensive end, he can get down on the block and or give you something from an offensive standpoint, which is why you got to give that dude every opportunity. Okay, but let's think about the great, great centers in the history of the NBA, okay? Um, and I'm, talk, I'm talking Kareem. I'm talking Elijah Wan. I'm talking Shaq. I'm talking Patrick Ewing, okay? How many of those dudes was actually dominant on both sides? Like, they were they were usually dominant on one side and All then pretty them. good on the other. Everyone you just mentioned. Shaquille O'Neal was a dominant defender. Not dominant, but because of the way the league was played then, he'd have to watch somebody essentially his height down in the pivot. And, yeah, he was okay. He was good. You didn't have to have Elijah on, you know, defensively. He wasn't. Because keep in mind the way the game you had. Because I'm saying I'm saying Kareem and I'm saying every one of those Elijah guys you Wong. mentioned. No, Patrick Ewing was a good defender. Elijah Wong was a good defender. Were they dominant? No, but those guys were good defenders. All right, we got to get to a break. We want to get to your calls, Coach Durant, John, Dre, Aaron, the rest of you guys. Hang in there. We'll be back in about four minutes to take your calls. Don't go anywhere on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. It's Shamari Block and Dan Avone. Once again, the news coming down earlier this afternoon that John Morant most likely will not be available to go in Game 4 for the Memphis Grizzlies. We've been talking about what does that mean for the Grizzlies going forward? Who will pick up that slack? Who is going to be their go-to guy? It looks somewhat dire. And, of course, you know, that's the beauty of sports. You have no idea how this will play out. They obviously were a good team. During his absence when they went 19-2, and two, but I would, I would argue that the, those role players are not the same role players we're witnessing right now, especially when it comes to Desmond Bain. Uh, but, uh, see, that's the thing is that I think about Frank Reich, and I think about Mark Rippin, and I think about uh, oh Hofstetler, okay, right? But, but <laughs> I can't think of any NBA 
Hofstedlers, right? You know, like dudes who step in for a great player and play great. Oh, wait, who's my guy with the Eagles? not like Jeff Jeff Hofstetler with oh, the I Giants. You said, I thought you were saying Hofstetler, yeah. What, what, what did I say? No, I, I'm Wait, there's no F. I, I, I think I, I might have said Hoff with the F. It's no, it's Hoss, in there. Hostetler. Hostetler. Yeah, yeah. You know Stetler. what I'm talking Hostetler. about. Hostetler, yeah. yeah. Hostetler, yeah. yeah. West I'm Virginia. Just saying, though, yeah. I'm just saying that like, in the, right. the, NFL, the NFL is full of stories like that. I, I can't think of a time where someone busted out after an injury in the NBA and led a team anywhere. Well, if you go back to Magic Johnson's rookie year in that NBA Finals against the 76ers when Kareem was out with an injury and people were down, he played all five positions. That was Magic Stinks and Johnson, <laughs> though. Yeah. All right, let's get out and knock out some of these calls. Josh has been hanging on. 888-957-9570. Josh, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. What do you have? Yeah, so I sent you guys on, on the um... – Twitter feed or the, the direct line. So I was at the game last night. Um, I was taking pictures and recording. I happened to capture all the timeline of that, including him taking pictures of shooting free throws after he walked over, apparently after getting hurt, and then proceeding to do another play where he was banging in with um, posting out with uh, Jordan Poole. And I'm like, how is this guy hurt? He's like walking and running back on that play. That's the play before Kyle Anderson got ejected. And so I'm trying to think, like, how are they just all just throwing it on pool when the guy is kind of walking around and running around after the play? And so I was coming back, and I heard that, you know, saw the news about that, and it's like, what's going on? You know, I mean, he seems – is this a whole LeBron thing, like you were saying, where he's wearing the cast after the fact? Right. Thanks, Josh. And that's the thing. That's the thing is that it's not – I think to anybody that's paying attention – this is obviously a farce. It's a sham, obviously, okay? The question is, is for what? What 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 is the Wait, end game farce? of this gambit? Are you saying the injury is? Not the injury, okay. the Jordan Poole thing and, gotcha, and the, gotcha. that whole thing. Makes like they, 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 there is a gambit going on here to pin an injury that Jordan Poole had little to nothing to do with on Jordan Poole, and I'm just like, why? Let's get out to Dre, who's standing by in Lemoore, we're off to the Central California. What's going on, Dre? How are you today? I'm doing good. Been listening to your guys' show off and on the last few hours. Good stuff. Uh, earlier, I heard you say that uh, it was like a Chinese movie. Is he like a Shaolin warrior? Yeah. Rat is <laughs> I was laughing, you know. It's, I don't know what Memphis's coach is saying. He's grasping at straws. Clearly was non-intentional. The Warriors just played great ball yesterday. That's some of the best playoff basketball I've seen them play. Some of the, I think that's the best game I've seen them play all year. The percentages they were shooting, Clay was finally going off. The whole team, that was a great team effort. And it was no coincidence in that second half they pulled away. I think they only had three turnovers. I was getting really pissed off that first quarter with all the turnovers. I think if Golden State can just manage – their turnovers throughout the rest of the playoffs, I don't see why they don't make it to the finals. And which I heard you guys talking earlier about the Suns. The only thing that worries me about the Suns is they got a – I think they have a complete team, and the Warriors would have no answer for eight. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I would – and, Dre, good job. And, Dre, I just want to agree with you that that was one of the best play games I've seen in recent memory, which is why this jaw thing annoys me so much is because loss <laughs> in all of that is how well the Warriors played. When you're talking about DeAndre Ayton, I would just refer people to 
the first round and and Jokovic because I think the big question was how do you defend a big and they did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, for the most part, they limited. Yeah, see the 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 the, the answer to how do you stop Aiton is Draymond, right? Same way you stop Jokic. It's like okay, now stop Booker and Chris Paul and Cam Johnson and Cam Payne. Yeah, that supporting cast is much better. And, and, and even JaVale McGee, right? Like, it's like, okay, all right, so you can stop. You can stop, like, three dudes, and then they have three more. Um, Kind of like the Warriors. Kind of like the Warriors. The thing that I – the thing that I, I – the Suns had the number one or the number two defense in the NBA this season, but I don't feel like their defense is as good as their – as their ranking would suggest. And I feel that the Warriors can score. Like, I feel like a, a series against the Suns is going to be one like 125 to 117. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be 130 to 122, right? You're not going to see 106, 101 like you did the other night. Um, you're not going to see those kind of scores. I feel like it's going to be a high scoring series. And I feel that the Warriors, the while they might not year, have more firepower, they have the mo- they have the, the best firepower. Well, the games this year, the four games were not that high scoring. So They weren't. It's, it's going to be this series, I think. I thought this Memphis series was going to be... You thought this one was going to be high scoring? I thought, uh, no, I oh. thought this series was going to be your Western Conference Finals when Devin Booker was hurt. I didn't know that Devin Booker was going to be back. But that Phoenix Warriors thing, should it get to that level? Should it get to the Western Conference Finals where both of these teams are still standing? Keep in mind, Dallas is going to have something to say about it. That series is tied <laughs> to a piece. Let's get out to Los Angeles, down to the Southland. And Aaron wants to get in on the conversation. What's going on, Aaron? How are you today? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I just wanted to chime in. Um, on, uh, I believe there was a, a little bit of a discussion earlier about whether or not uh, we'll ever get like a scientific uh, reasoning, perhaps on on the physical injury that Josh sustained. Um, and while I don't really think that the Memphis Grizzlies will ever will ever do that, um, I'm kind of leaning more with Shamari on that in that regard. Um, that it's kind of up to I guess the talking heads and, and I guess fans to kind of ponder about that. I did want to mention and 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 bring highlight uh, to this. Uh, there's a YouTube channel by a name of uh, Brian Suterer. He's a licensed doctor, um, and he currently has the seventh most. He has, he has the the seventh uh, trending YouTube video currently, and it's titled uh, "The Truth Behind Jaw Moran's Injury" or, or something like that. Mm. And he, he uses his medical training to talk about Jaw's injury and how. In his professional opinion, there is absolutely zero chance that Jordan Poole could have caused that injury. Um, and so I just wanted to say that, you know, on air, hopefully drop that uh, for anyone who's interested in actually wanting to potentially investigate and learn a little bit for themselves. Uh, Aaron, give us, as, give us that doctor's name again. Shamari will look it up right now. What's the guy's name? Yeah, the, uh, the name is Brian Suterer, and uh, the last name is spelled S-U-T-T-E-R-E-R. And uh, his YouTube channel is Brian Suter MD. All right, got him, got it, got it, got it. Okay, Aaron, pull it up right now. Thanks so much for the call, man. Let's get out to Coach Durant. While you're doing that, we'll take a look at the video and find out whether what's what with that. Coach Durant's in Union City. Coach, where you been, man? What's going on? What'd you think of Game Three? Hey, what's up, fellas? Happy Mother's Day. Oh, Game Three was legit, stupendous, and spectacular. I'm glad we let the Memphis Grizzlies catch the breeze, and that was amazing. 30-point blowout. 
We've been rock-bottoming and people's elbowing the Memphis in this last game. It's going to be spectacular for tomorrow. I'll be there. Big Nate's Barbecue Pit Game 4, Dub Nation. Here we come. That is the <laughs> one and only. That is Coach Durant. Okay, so so my our guy Brian Suter were for seven minute breakdown. We're gonna, we're gonna have to check this out on the uh, on the, uh, the on the break. Okay, but it's a seven minute breakdown. But I'll tell you this much: I'm not a medical professional. And at the point that that knee grab happened, I I consumed <laughs> uh, uh, two Lagunitas, little something something, and four White Claws. Okay, of, of various flavors. Six six drinks in, um, I knew that that he had nothing to do with the injury. Okay, six was cocktails in, don't you? You don't watch <laughs> these games sober, I man. You supposed to drink after. How much do? is and after? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm a heavy dude. So so listen, six six be- uh, two beers and four uh, seltzers over four hours, man. That that's that's not that much if you're 255 pounds right, like I, I am. I got you. I got you. I'm just saying. Marin, California is the location. Say hello to Bob. Bob, what's up, man? What did you think of John Morant and the injury? I said the NBA, NBA might have a cow about this. And and I, we didn't want Ja to get hurt, and we talked about it. I, I think when I called him, I said when GP2 got hurt and people were booing him because he was down, and then we had no apologies from Brooks yet, and now this happened, and this is something that we didn't want, and if this is now has happened, everybody's having a cow. Oh yeah, this happened because that's what they wanted to do, because that's the dirty team. Draymond's a dirty player, and that's what we talked about. And I said, you know, if if God forbid it happens to Ja, no one's gonna want to talk about this. Everybody's gonna say, oh yeah, the Warriors are are are, are a team that does this and they have a record for it. And now we're now we're here. No one's going to talk about how they just got whooped. How Warriors were shooting seventy percent from the field, and Stephen A. Smith was talking about the Warriors in trouble because they're only up by seven. What's he smoking? The Warriors' biggest Achilles' heels is turnovers. It's mm-hmm. nothing else. They don't turn the ball over. You come get some. And I'll tell you what: it's going to be Mavericks and the Warriors in the championship game for the Ooh. conference finals. That'd be fun, man. Okay. (laughs) Luka is amazing, man. You know, as good as Jokic is and as good as Jaw is, I think Luka, as far as these one-man bands, might be the better of the two of those two. As far as what he does to the the other team. Because, well, Jokic is pretty special. But nobody has the ability to play that inside-out game and give you a little bit of both like that of Luka. And nobody's as smart and... Nobody's playing the game like this dude is. Right and, and just watching him do it, man, it, 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 it's it's kind of like Jokic is yeah, a little that bit weird pace. He's not yeah, out running. It's like, it looks like a, they both look like beer truck drivers out there just balling on people. And there's something charming about it, you know, where it's like <laughs> look, at, look, look at this dude out here balling all over everybody, man. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see Luca. I don't really. You rather I, see the Suns? I'd rather see Chris Paul. And and Devin Booker is as as crazy as that sounds. I'd rather see them. Uh, not me. As good as Luka is, the Warriors He's have a done one this man show. No, I for know. two series now, where it was Jokic, you had to lock up, and now it's Ja Morant. And if although I would say I would argue that because of Brunson and Dinwiddie, the supporting cast with Dallas is much better than what we've seen of Denver as well as the Memphis Grizzlies. So those guys can shoot it when Luke has to come but off the, the floor. But the Warriors have the Warriors have enough 
high-level defenders to cover the Suns' high-level scores. And they have many, okay? They don't have a single – there's not a single warrior that can lock up Luka. (laughs) There wasn't a single warrior that could lock up up Jokic either, right? But I'm just saying, like, while the Warriors might have – a few dudes to throw with the few dudes that the Suns have. They have nobody. There's no one on that team, probably in the NBA, that you can just put on Luke and be like, all right, we got him. Or or, or even like slow him down enough to where his team's out of it. You, you, you saw what he did to Utah. Utah was – Utah, for all of their tribe troubles, for all of the fact that, oh, our best players don't get along, Utah the last two seasons has been a legitimate playoff I don't want to say contender. They've been a legitimate playoff team for at least three seasons, okay? Utah, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, the Mavericks made light work of them. They made light work of the Jazz, and now they're tied up with the Suns. That's that's who I don't want to see, man. That's who I don't want to see. Yeah, man, I still, still, Phoenix still scares me. They're just such a complete team. And then they got a star in Devin Booker and CP3, who's – CP3 in the fourth quarter is just absolutely scary. And then, you know, Bridges and then the bigs that we talk about, they just have no holes, man. They have no holes. And, you know, I think the Warriors can beat them, but I think. You, you think they have a better new, shot against well, you know, I, the one-man gang. But what do we know, I mean, at this <laughs> point, especially if Dallas gets there. If Dallas gets to the Western Conference Finals, it's for a reason. And that reason is that they were better than Phoenix. <laughs> right, that's the other thing, is that whoever shows up in the Western Conference Finals, including the Warriors, right, if they show up, you don't want no parts of them. Whoever shows up in the NBA Finals, if the Miami Heat somehow find themselves in the Finals, you don't want to play, You don't want to see them either. No, that's a good <laughs> yeah, point. Exactly. I, mean, I don't think they're going to get there, but if somehow they emerge as that team, it's like, oh, snap, here comes Miami. Once again, if you're just joining us, John Morant most likely out for Game 4. And, of course, you know the history on this as to uh, where the origin of that injury is. Was it Jordan Poole? Was it Jordan Poole and this? <laughs> I almost feel as though it's like, you know, we're looking at the tape here. It's, it's sort of like the, the Sapruder film, getting back to the Kennedy assassination. I mean, is this, was back there enough into there? the left. <laughs> uh, is there enough there to injure John Morant? Where's the origin of the injury? That aside, the Warriors, first of all, blew him out. And secondly, John Morant may not be able to go for game four. Let's get back out to the phone lines. Standing by is that guy. That guy's in Oakland, wants to talk about what's going on with the Warriors and the Grizz. What's up, that guy? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. What is up? Happy Mother's Day to Martha and V-Town and (laughs) Simone, your mother, and all the other mothers out there. Uh, You guys have a great Mother's Day. But on, on this whole Dubs thing, man, uh, I think, you know, this starts with the coach. I mean, let's put the rat on the table, Goo. Mm-hmm. It starts with the coach. This guy is fueling this fire. He knows that they don't have the weapons, even though, you know, remember, they were 20-2 and two without Jaw. So it's not like they don't know how to play without him. But he is fueling this fire, and, you know, he's inciting, you know, a, not a riot, but he's inciting his players to, to play dirty, and go down that road of like, oh, they took Ja out. Now we got to take somebody out, you know, because they can't. But they don't have the experience for one, and they don't have the weapons uh, for two to compete with the Warriors down the, down the stretch. You know, I call these guys the uh, Memphis Koala Bears because that whole story <laughs> was cute. But now, now, now it's just about over. So any Memphis fans out there, go ahead and get your barbecue and get on down the road because this thing's going to end soon. But my point here is that. 
the coach needs to squash this, man. He needs to come out and say, hey, we were playing. We got beat. You know, let's not let's not uh, create ghosts and images of uh, let's circle the, the, the footage on where the injury occurred. We got beat. We got to play our game. We go out there and we try to win. This isn't, you know, uh, rough housing football, uh, the XFL. But uh, so what's your guys' take on that? And also, you know what pisses me off the most is if you get a challenge, even if you win it, you that's it. You don't get another one. It, it should carry either if they're going to give you one per half or you carry until you, you're wrong, right? I so agree with that. That's my take on it. Hey, you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Beware. You guys keep killing it. Have a great day and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and anyone that's taking care of kids anywhere. Thank you. That guy. That guy. The service announcement. Thanks so My much, guy. that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get out to Ricky's hanging out in Central Valley. Ricky, where are you in the Central Valley? Are you talking to me? Uh, I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm in the East Bay, my brother. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm, I'm happy not to be in the Central Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, don't hey, crack on the Central hey, Valley. I, I, I was in Visalia a couple weekends ago, man, trust me. It's better It's better to be in the uh, East yeah. Bay. Uh, like, yeah, the point of that is you were there. <laughs> exactly. Hey, real, real quick, uh, there's a couple things about that game last night. First of all, the coach, uh, he that whole thing was about deflection. He got flat-out outcoached. When they went to the zone, he had no answer. Uh, he's not a- unable to really provide job, the type of surrounding support. Um, and so and instead of taking it on the chin and being mature about it, they act like children. One thing about Memphis is that they, they historically have been one of the chestiest teams ever. It goes way back to uh, Zebo and those cats. They just seem to sort of have this personification that they represent the toughness of that city. I I don't think I've ever been to Memphis, but I can't imagine that uh, that the way they play is a reflection on that community. Uh, so I just I just think that you know if you get down to it, they, there was no discussion across the board uh, on ESPN all these uh, channels about the coach just being flat out out coached. Everything was about. Did uh, was pulled dirty? Was that a dirty play? My biggest concern is Memphis is not beyond retaliating, and I don't know if the commissioner is going to end up calling those guys and trying to cool this, uh, you know, sort of kind of get them to sort of cool down a little bit. I'm worried about you know if they'll go after Curry or if they'll try to retaliate. Bottom line is should be a three zero game. Should be a three zero series. The Warriors were terrible, shot terribly in uh, game two. Uh, you know, they get the one tomorrow. They need to wrap this up and let and just kick back and see what happens with uh, Dallas and, and, and Phoenix. Good job, Ricky. And you know what? To his point, it's almost as if I can hear Coach Kerr if the shoe is on the other foot. If we know anything about Coach Kerr, I, I can almost hear it ringing in my ears right now that if Coach Kerr had to do what it was at Taylor Jenkins, and that is do the press conference after one of his stars, or if he was coaching John Morant, Coach Kerr would say, well, we'll take a look at it. He would go high road. And I guarantee you, I can hear it now, Shamari, Coach Kerr would say, that is not the reason why we lost. Mm-hmm. That's Coach Kerr's style. Coach Kerr, would, he would highlight the fact that his team didn't play well, and he'd let you know what it is that they didn't do well. And he would deflect from what it is that happened between John Morant and Jordan Poole. And, and, he, and he wouldn't, especially without any medical, professional, expert opinion, 
say, oh, yeah, I wonder I wonder how that's going to play out. It probably should get a fine. Like, I don't even remember, even with the even with the the the, the Dylan Stinkin' Brooks, you know, chop block on GP2, like, I don't even remember him really calling for a fine or anything. He was like, it's a dirty play. He said that, but I don't even remember him calling for a fine or a suspension or anything. He was asked about it, and he remarked, but here's Taylor Jenkins just, oh, I, I hope the NBA reviews this. Like, he's calling. He, he, was, he was calling for Jordan Poole to essentially get suspended or fined or something. And, and, and Steve Kerr doesn't move that way. And, and, and that's why it's – that's why as a Dubs fan, when you see this, and I'm going to go from here, and I'm going to go all the way back to all of LeBron's theatrics, okay, in, in all the series. It's just like, what, what, what are you doing? You're too good. You're better than this. You're better than this, Taylor Jenkins. John Morant, he, he should be. He should be better. You should be. Let me rephrase that. You should be better than this. Okay. You, you didn't get where you are doing this, but now that you're here, you're overmatched. You, you know, you really probably don't stand a chance. And you're like, oh, we need to get Jordan Poole suspended. Let, let let's reach for anything that we have. Let's get out to Fremont. Coach P standing by wants to talk about John ja Morant. What's up, Coach? What's up, guys? Thank you for being on the radio this Sunday. Love the show, like always, on the block with style. I mean, you know, real quick, uh, yeah, just, just picking up where you guys left off. I mean, the coach, for him to, you know, kind of like beg for the review and, and kind of like, hey, look at it and point it out. Like, you guys had it on the money. Kerr would have just been like, that's not the reason we lost. First of all, I mean, weren't, weren't we already up by like 20 when this injury happened? I mean, Part of me thinks that Kurt at that moment for the other way around might have just kind of sat the dogs and be like, let's get ready for the next battle, the next game. I mean, that's where the out-coaching comes from. And you've seen it, the zone and all that. I mean, he just got out-coached the whole game is what it is. Maybe the first quarter, you know, that little spark Memphis had to start the game. But, I mean, let's, let's be honest, they let it go. It was No injury let it go there. It wasn't like they had the lead and then Morant leaves and all of a sudden they, they, they lose the lead. So it had nothing to do with the game, honestly. And Jordan Poole, I mean, come on. It was more Morant's footing, I think, honestly, the way he had it and the way the just the play was going on. I don't think Jordan Poole, and even, even if he nicked his knee, there's no way that's going to cause the injury. I really doubt it. And honestly, I think it's just them being sore losers. And they're, they're be- you guys are right. They're better than this. They're a young, upcoming team. They just need to take the loss as it is and maybe, you know, regroup. I mean, they're only down 2-1. I like the season's over. They're already acting like the series is over. But, hey, they want to act like that? Warriors will take advantage. Love the show, guys. Go Jazz. Yeah, that's the other thing is that the Warriors cannot take their foot off the gas here. They cannot even concern themselves with no Ja Morant. Because this is, you know, it's like, what is it when you get a, a raccoon backed up or cornered, something you never want to do? Yeah, yeah. One of those? Yeah, hey, have, have you ever have you ever experienced that? I, I, I accidentally cornered a raccoon one time, man, and I... I I, you, you, you've never seen a big dude How would you run so fast. Re- re- because I'm, I'm in an apartment complex and I come out my door and there's nowhere for the raccoon to go. It's in front of a door to the right of me and I turn and I see this raccoon and I look and I'm like, wait, this raccoon has nowhere to go. And it, it backs, it turns around, it, it stops it at somebody's door because it's like, oh, I got nowhere to go. And then it did that thing where it like <laughs> raises back up. And I don't know what happened next, man. Okay. You never seen a big dude run so fast. Like if it, if it had been a six foot six human being doing that, I would have been less afraid than I was with that raccoon with them little claws and rabies, man. I'm like, I'm, get, I'm getting out of here. Man, I, you I got are to my car in record time. Living in these apartment complexes with raccoons running through the hallways—that's crazy stuff. You're okay <laughs> though, right? 
I'm fine. This is a very, very long time ago. I wasn't. I wasn't going to find out what happens when you ra- uh, corner a raccoon. Sterling, you got a raccoon story before we get to the I, break? I have way too many of them. My grandfather in Oklahoma, before he passed away, we used to go raccoon hunting at like two in the morning. So we go out into the woods, the swamps of Oklahoma. Wait, why two in the morning? Are they nocturnal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So they we go are, out there. Yeah. We have we have our raccoon dogs. We're out there, ready to go. We got four or five guys with us. No guns. We're just hoping that the dogs can treat a raccoon. And it's funny because you don't kill a raccoon, you just try to trap it. But the amount of swamps I've fallen into, pools, been covered in mud, out in three in the morning, cuts from you know, hopping over <laughs> someone's fence, barbed wire, out you know, <laughs> out until 5 a.m. going through cow poo, it's just not a fun time. But I will say I have had many uh, many experiences with, with raccoons in corners. I had no idea that we just stumbled on in such raccoon knowledge here <laughs> at 95.7 The Game. We're supposed to be city. Memphis is supposed to have raccoon knowledge, not us. All right, we'll continue here. We want to talk about John Moran apparently not going for game four. Shamari Block, Dana Bone, 95.7 The Game continues after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 